Hello and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast. My name is Matt Masters and today I'm delighted to have Chris O'Brien from Derbyshire County Council um, where he is the recruitment manager. A bit about why we are so delighted to have Chris on. Chris um, used to work uh, on the dark side um, in recruitment like myself but has made a real impact since moving across into local government just under two years ago with his um, approach with social media and, and the way in which he's engaging with a client base and a, and a candidate base in candidate base in that way. So, Chris, thank you for coming on the podcast. How are you? Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, very kind of you to say. Pleased, pleased to to be here and uh, looking forward to sharing my story about what we've done at DCC. Well, let's dive in then. So, I guess like one of the key things I'm really to really keen to explore with you is constant message that we've got a real difficulty to secure top talent on a permanent basis within local government in the UK. How much of a problem is it? Um, it, you can't, you can't whitewash this. I suppose it, it is and it isn't. There's some areas that, that certainly are. There's there's some areas that, that certainly aren't. Um, you're not going to fall off your chair when I say to you, at, you know, at Derbyshire, we have more of a challenge um, with care staff, um, social workers, um, legal, uh, and, and you know, you're more, um, Specific roles like highways engineers, uh, as an example, um, always always quite difficult. Um, although, uh, keen to stress, you know, not impossible. And and uh, I think some of the, the steps that we've taken at Derbyshire um, have have put us in the right direction of, of securing individuals within within those areas. Um, but yeah, they, they will always come with with problems. And but then of course, on the other side of the coin, there are roles that are. With respect to the individuals in them, you know, much much easier to place, and and the offering that Derbyshire County Council has and local governments across the land have, um, you know, lend themselves to a, to attracting individuals in into organisations still. So, um, yeah, it, maybe that's a bit of a fluffy re- response, Matt. But no, not at all. I think it's really interesting. Just in terms of the, would you say as a kind of a summary that technical roles are harder to fill, or roles that are more um, I don't want to say the word un, uh, less skilled, but where there's let, not a technical qualification required for the job. Mm, yeah, c- completely agreed. Completely agreed. So one thing that I've I've really really enjoyed watching is your LinkedIn commentary around yeah. uh, the amount of followers. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, what have you seen that's been working to engage with candidates and to promote the brand of Derbyshire over the last kind of twelve months? Um, thank you for the comment on uh, LinkedIn. I think it goes down well with some people. I, I don't know if it does with others. It's, it's all a bit tongue in cheek. Um, I think to to really highlight why we've started to appeal to to more of the of the, of the market, you probably got to rewind right back to before I started. So, um, as I understand it, Derbyshire had quite a, a, a transactional recruitment team, and, and by that I mean it was it was self service for managers. They would use our uh, recruitment ATS. Um, they would post their own adverts, um, and then the recruitment team, as it was would um, you know, manage any questions but predominantly you know, go through that that recruitment process with them so um, post the advert for them help them with any applications and then, then go through that collection of pre-employment documentation um, and I think there's a somebody at the time I'm, I'm not sure who it was had the had the vision to say actually we need to create more of a business partnering um, element to our, our recruitment uh, teams, uh, reflective of that that you see in, in commercial organisations and, and I suppose other public sector organisations. So um, 
there was a, a restructure and, and with that we maintained of course the the customer service element and we've got individuals who, who do um the transactional element but uh, we brought in Derbyshire, I should, should say, I wasn't, I wasn't there at the time, but Derbyshire brought in three what we call recruitment campaign leads. Uh, Lindsay, Vicky, and Josh are absolutely fantastic, um, and they've got their own respective uh, divisions that they're assigned to with, within Derbyshire. Um, and then, bless them, they they advertised a recruitment manager role, and, and that's where I came in. So, with that, the um, the lay of the land changed, and. It's really refreshing to have an acceptance that you know, your managers within highways, as an example, are experts in what they do. They're expert engineers and then our managers within um, care, as an example, are specialists within care. There's no expectation that they're professionals with, within recruitment. So, so with that, when these individuals come to recruit, they've now got my recruitment campaign leads to lean on and they've got myself to lean on to say right we're going out with a, um, a social worker um, recruitment campaign within within adults and um, what would you recommend Josh or Lindsay or Vicky or Chris what would you recommend would be the best route to market that you've got myself and the recruitment campaign leads with um, yeah, we're not the finished product, we're still a relatively new team, but we've got a much better understanding of the recruitment environment than than these managers who have got a much better understanding of their specialism. So um, it's very much it's very much data driven um, now. So we will use um, data taken from Indeed, we'll speak to agencies, we'll have a, a really good understanding of, of the recruitment market and, and we will build campaigns for these individuals to um, that really get the most out of, of their campaigns. Um, so as as you've said, Matt, we are using social media for certain roles. Um, we are using AI driven um, campaigns. How's that changed recently? Because I mean, AI seems to be something that uh, particularly smaller recruitment businesses and, and, and in-house functions are using more and more. How is it changing the landscape at Derbyshire? Um, not as much as I'd like it to just yet. We are very aware of the potential. Um, as a local authority, we are also aware of, of, of the, the data protection element of, of AI, of, of course, and, and that's that's top of the agenda. Um, but we are we are not blind to the opportunities that we can see um, with ChatGPT, but with with other um, you know, AI driven applications that are out there as well. You know, we as an example, we were toying with a, a video plugin the other day and we we just asked it to create a uh, a recruitment video for uh, a local authority and honestly within two or three minutes it was creating something that was was, was pretty decent um so yeah we're like a lot of organizations i imagine we're, we're in our infancy with regards to understanding how how profoundly ai is going to affect us in future but i only see good things so far it's really interesting. I mean, there's a, there's a few topics. I mean, uh, I want to talk to you about. There was a four day week trial with South Cambridge District Council because one of the things that I've seen, and uh, in, my, in my day job I do interim um, recruitment, but what I've seen from the permanent side is, you know, we're looking at what, you know, what options do we have to uh, to to compare ourselves to the private sector in terms of what, you know, what's in our arsenal. And for a long time, from the outside in, it's always been well, actually, you get a huge amount of variety of work. 
there's the altruistic element that you're making a real difference to the lives of people living in an area, um, you know, flexi time. But that flexible working piece, you know, I, I feel since COVID has, there's been a slight rebalancing in the market because some private sector organisations now are saying you can work remotely, whereas, you know, a lot of public sector, that's always been the case. But it was interesting that the, the, you know, the, the, the Minister Lee uh, Rowley, he um, said that he didn't like the fact they tried a four-day week. I just wonder what your opinion was on the four-day working week and whether the, you saw there was that was something that town councils could tap into to, you know, for those hard-to-fill roles. Mm, potentially. Um, it's In total honesty, it's not something that I've hear, heard even whispers of um, up and down the, the, the council corridors, as, as far as I understand. Um, you know, there, there's an awareness that there is a lot of flexibility at Derbyshire already. We do have flexi time for for a lot of our roles. Um, a lot of us are working from home where where possible now. So, um, if I'm totally honest, Matt, it, it's it's not been on my agenda. For, from my perspective, um, I mean, we've, we've all seen the the data that comes out on um, you know, on on the productivity following these four day a week trials, and everything seems to be positive from what I've seen. Um, so. Selfishly speaking, I think it sounds fantastic, Matt. To, to be quite honest with you, but yeah, and it's uh, one of those things where I just think it's, I'm, I'm, I think it's fascinating. So, to, to those people at home who aren't involved with with councils, I guess the bit the question I have is your brand as an organisation. How often, like, how often do you reflect on what your brand stands for, and like, how do you define that, and then how do you, how does that feature in your strategy, you know, to stand out from other local government organisations and other private sector organisations that are competing for the same candidates? Yeah, it, it's. Uh, you mentioned like the altruistic element of it. I think um, you know, most people within local authority are, are very keen to give back within the role. I think it's why I do what I do. Um, you mentioned my previous career. I used to do part qualified and qualified finance, um, and then I moved into healthcare. And then all of a sudden, my motivation kind of went through the roof because you are giving back. The roles that you're doing are, are fulfilling. Um, so in our, coming back to your original question, in, in our marketing, we're very keen to focus on that element of the role. Um, you know, uh, well, none of our roles will make you a millionaire, unfortunately, but they do give you the, the opportunity to get up in the morning and make a genuine impact on, on somebody's life in, in a positive way. Um, be that our frontline care workers or even a you know muppet like myself who's who's in the in the office and uh, you know is placing individuals in roles where they can have that effect. So I think there's there's a focus of of that within our within our marketing and we do try to make the most of that. Um, it, ne- it doesn't necessarily set us apart from other local authorities, but it certainly sets us apart from private sector organisations. When you look at the uh, our offering when it comes to a benefits package, we, we've got a highly favourable pension scheme. Um, annual leave is typically a decent amount more than um, what private sector organisations are offering. Um, and, uh, and and of course, we've got a sort of flexible working element as well. So we, we make the most of that. Um, and, and then there's career career progression opportunities as well. You know, and that's the thing, Chris. I mean, most people I speak to, particularly, you know, um, you know, kind of not entry level, but kind of got that, that kind of mid-level uh, private sector, you talk to them about the career potential and the only potential, although you won't be a millionaire, you know, you look at a director position within a local government authority, they're very well paid, you know, mm-hmm. and you have the altruistic element of it. And it's one of those things, isn't it? Because, I mean, you know, the consultancies who can go into universities and run these, you know, the careers fair, 
as a council, you know, you're never going to have the budget to do that. And I guess it's it's why I find what you do very refreshing. And I think you're very articulate on social media, because I do think the question to a lot of people is where are candidates actively engaging with clients and how do you engage them to make them aware that if an opportunity comes up about what the job is, but also what the reality of the work is, because you just put an advert up that says, and I'm going to say what, what I know most about here, but in the state surveyor, just, you know, you're going to read rent reviews and it's, it's actually, well, that's no different to the private sector, but actually when you talk about the journey and the career, and that's where I must admit, I'm really impressed with Derbyshire. I think compare it to a lot of other authorities where I think we have the aspiration to have what you guys have in terms of post your restructure with that meaningful and proactive approach rather than being reactive and transactional, you know, and, and really taking it to the market. I think it's great. I mean, my question to yourself is having come from the private sector, why did you join Derbyshire? Um, there was a, a a big element of that that giving back, that that uh, fulfilment. I think. Um, I mean, if I'm totally honest, from a personal perspective, my wife uh, joined public sector, so she's a uh, shout out to her. She's a uh, operational firefighter for Derbyshire Fire and Rescue. Oh, wow! Um, so, yeah, yeah. So she's she's very much in in public sector, and um, and you know, I saw. I mean, it's very obvious what she's giving back to the community. It's, it's very active. She's very frontline. And, and um, I suppose to an extent, I, I wanted a bit of that, um, you know, more of an opportunity to do that some, somewhere, dare I say, a little a little less commercial um, and, and something where I could still be altruistic, still give back. Um, you know, I won't lie and say, the work-life balance was was an attraction as well. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the key puller, but compared to private sector where you're doing 50, 60 hours a week, um, this role came up and I just thought, yeah, actually that that might be a great opportunity for me. It was also, again, selfishly speaking, a really good opportunity to get into a large, complex organisation. You know, there's eleven and a half thousand people at Derbyshire County Council. I, I came from an organisation that was was seven hundred people. So from a a career perspective progression opportunity um selfishly speaking it, it seemed like the the right move um and also it's that that interest in derbyshire i, I live and you know, i know people are listening to this i've got a nottingham forest flag behind me but uh, i live in derbyshire it's it's where my heart is and uh, yeah that was the the main attraction really so um i think that's fantastic uh, and I, I do agree with you i think you know when you look at the the the, the opportunity within a local government organization to have exposure to large organizations with complex needs and complex clients it there really isn't anything that you can compare it to in most uh, regional organize you know most areas of the uk mm-hmm. um yeah maybe amazon or you know maybe like a large aldi but even then you know the, the variety of work that you're getting to get involved with is just fantastic and i guess this is one of the purposes of the podcast is is to as a shout out to local government workers everywhere and to those that are thinking maybe about because i was talking to, to you before we started recording about um there's a lady called rochelle um who works for peterborough who's a director of legal there and she's setting up a charity to um support people from different backgrounds um to getting into apprenticeship and graduate roles within within local government who would have been struggling and i, I think it's it's kind of you know there's such great careers and there's some amazing people that you meet and you know it's just it's just fantastic so yeah i mean my my last question here and i i'm sorry for throwing a thousand questions at you if there was one thing that you would change um about um 
the, the kind of the broader landscape, and I appreciate you kind of two years at this point, but looking at, at councils across the UK, is there anything that you like one one or two reasons that you one or two things that you would like to see change um, at all in terms of, and it can be anything with regards to the way in which you know recruitment is done, or it can be broader, like in terms of funding package from central government. It's whatever you think might make it easier for you guys to do your job. Yeah, I mean, I'll stick with um, I'll stick with what I know, but I'll I'll stay with with recruitment. I, I think Matt and, and um, I think it would be along the lines of um, you know, we, we're doing what we're doing, and, and it's it is quite effective from a from a social media perspective and a modernisation perspective. It would be it would be good to see more local authorities taking that approach. Um, and again, it, it, I feel like this is quite a selfish comment to make. We we are doing pretty well with an acceptance of of uh, the improvements we need to make. It would be great, and I know myself, I've got an opportunity to to share this, but it would be great to see other local authorities um, modernising, using social media, using artificial intelligence, like really almost acting like a well, to an extent a modern private sector organisation to um, attract. The, the best individuals into into the organizations because at the end of the day there are there are service users there are residents or care users that um, are benefiting from stronger recruitment processes within our local authority and, and if that could be mirrored within within other local authorities I, I think the UK would be a better place fantastic well Chris I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast um, it's been I've thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you um, yeah. and thank you to everyone at home who's listened if you've enjoyed the podcast please give it a like and share um, and if you have any topics that you would like to see um, discussed please reach out to me on LinkedIn but thank you so much for listening yeah.